What's up, fine folks? It's episode 14 of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. Tanner? Yeah. We're drinking today, arguably, Oh. my favorite beer, period. Oh, wow, okay. It is West Six's Berliner Weiss, or however you pronounce it. Berliner Weiss. <laughs> Berliner Weiss. Because it looks like something that it would be very, like, oh, you know, it's got wheat on it. Like, you know, it'd be just like a ambery ale, you know. But pretty, no. But it almost tastes like lemonade. Yeah, it's very citrusy. It we've, is a sour boy. We've had this before, and it's very good. I love it. Uh, my propensity for sours continues, uh, especially in the summertime. Uh, yes. And arguably right now, there's more water in the air outside than there is on the ground. It's hot. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> Didn't know what that meant for a second. Nah, it took me a second to piece together I thought together it was like anyway. some old wives' tale fray. Like, there's water in the air, kids. Yeah, that's a, um, you can see it. I hate when you can see it. The you know, humidity? Yeah, like you look at like a mountain in the distance, and you're like, it kind of looks hazy out there. I'm like, oh, that's all the water in the air that's making mm. me sweat. Anyway, it does do that. Yeah. And I made a comment just a minute ago that I've decided to say, because I made the comment yeah. about how my eyebrows are particularly dark and thick. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever been told anything about your eyelashes? Uh, Yes. I apparently have longer eyelashes. Me too. Apparently I have nice you do, eyelashes. You do have longer eyelashes. Really? Yeah. So, Nothing that I would ever notice about another human. Yeah, exactly. It's always girls. <laughs> yeah, that's the I've been told that by like two or three girls. Anyway, mine is lips. Apparently, I have full lips oh. for a man. I had to look at myself. My lips seem very average. Yeah, if I had to guess. Anyway, welcome to our gaming <laughs> podcast, <laughs> uh, Tanner. What you been playing? Uh, not a lot to be honest. I've been playing uh, some Dead by Daylight. Mm. Their anniversary events going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's very good. I always get into this game in the summer for some reason, and I'm enjoying it. Been playing. Do you some think? Killer. Do you think they planned it around Michelle Branch's everywhere <laughs> anniversary? Of course, okay. yes. What What year is it? Twenty years. It's been twenty years since Michelle Branch's banger everywhere came out. Absolute banger. Uh, so I've been playing Killer. I've been trying some new Killers. Uh, I think I've mentioned a couple times before that I really like the Trickster, which is the K-pop guy. Mm. Um, been playing more Wreckfest. Oh which really? Was, yeah, which is the PlayStation Plus like racing game. That's just such a good turn your brain off game that yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's not too hard, but it's enough of a challenge that you want to get first. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been playing uh, more Assemble with Care. I, I think I've almost finished that now. And there was another game that came to mind that I'm forgetting. Hold on, I gotta look at my Steam library. Okay. What have you been? I'll playing? hop in because I've only been playing more Slay the Spire. If I'm being honest. Hell too. yeah. And I'm also. <laughs> it's weird. Right. Okay. I was on like a really good streak where like, oh, in the span of a couple days, I beat it with all the characters that I hadn't beaten it mm. with. I finally beat it with the silent, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Um, and now I'm kind of not convinced that I'm ever going to beat the game ever again. <laughs> oh, uh, no. It's been punishing me these last couple of days where I've only reached the third tier boss once in like the last like two days. Interesting. Uh, Are you doing ascensions? Are you making it harder? I have not? not tried that yet. Um I know that when I click the little thing, it's just elite spawn more often. Is that the only modifier? I'm not sure. I haven't messed with Ascensions much. Okay. I've done like Ascension 1 yeah. on PC before. But uh, the other game that I've been playing is Planet Coaster. Is this like a roller coaster tycoon style? That's exactly okay. what it is. Uh, the Steam sale happened last week. And, you know, as any PC gamer does, I made a cart that was way too big. And uh-huh. then I ended up dwindling it down. Uh, but Planet Coaster was something that stayed. I've seen enough people play it and Planet Zoo, which is sort of its Zoo Tycoon sure. brethren. Uh, and it is like, 
it's everything I want from my nostalgia as a kid playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. Like, you just, you make your park, you try to manage me, you try to manage your finances. Now, for some reason, <laughs> I, because I played it on stream a little bit when I was first learning it, I was befuddled by why I was hemorrhaging money in my park. Okay. So you can set it up to where it's more like a state fair where it's a low entry gate, but then you have to pay for each ride. Uh-huh. I prefer, and maybe this system just doesn't work in Planet Coaster, but I preferred high gate price, no cost for the rides, sure. like a Disney World kind uh-huh. of thing. And at some point, like it was doing great. I was making like a grand a day, like just chugging through. And then it fell off a cliff and I started losing like five grand a day. I still have, I was so tired by the time it happened. I was like, I cannot process this. So I'm kind of terrified to go back. <laughs> but it's a very fun, if you want a roller coaster tycoon, if you're nostalgic for that at all, if you're that age. Um, it, it scratches the itch really well very well made game runs really well um, it's it's cute the aesthetic of it's nice I, I enjoyed it a lot is it only on PC or do you know no it's on it's on console it's on everything because I saw I think it's on the PlayStation sale right now interesting um, probably not going to buy it but I did would not recommend console for that game just because sure. I think it's a mouse and keyboard type thing but yeah I have like vague memories of playing those sim type of games yeah uh, as a kid and I think I liked them yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I do specifically remember playing like Roller Coaster Tycoon. I want to say I'm like, there were portable versions of that game, right? I, like a I Game think, Boy version? I think so. Possibly. Yeah, that, that brand was huge for a Maybe. while. And I want to say some of the devs at this studio are people who worked on the original sure. Tycoon games because I forget who owns them. I want to say it was EA, but maybe mm. not. And they just would like never let them make a new one, and so they went off and made their own thing, which has been very successful. Both of those games have done really well sales wise. Yeah. So I wish EA would start losing five thousand dollars a day, <laughs> so we could get more strange ports yeah. and remakes and new Tell ideas. You, we'll be hearing a little bit about EA because oh. we got lots of news. Yeah, so we skipped last week, even though podcast feed we skipped the Fourth of July. Um, we didn't record last week, so right. we basically have two weeks of news. So, and we've only focused on the big stuff, but there is a fair amount of big stuff. Yeah. The biggest big stuff. The Switch OLED version was announced. Yeah, it was. With, and here are my notes, no significant hardware upgrades beyond the OLED. Yep. No 4K. Yep. No new processor. Yep. But it does have a kickstand. <laughs> and it does have an Ethernet port. Yeah, that is true as well. Uh, Yeah, pretty depressing. A pretty, pretty, pretty much a letdown from... The, the hardware stand, where, uh, because we've all heard for so long that it was going to be a 4K yeah, Switch. Switch Pro, Switch Pro, Switch Pro. And they're literally calling it Switch OLED version, yeah, which exactly. is a terrible name and I hate it. Uh, but that shows you how uniterative it yeah, is. They don't want to differentiate it like at all. Yeah. Um, it's good for people who play handheld most. Do you play more handheld or console? Because I definitely play more console. I definitely play more console as well, although I haven't hardly touched the Switch in like the Me last neither. six months. I took it, so I had to go wait in a waiting room for my mom's like routine colonoscopy. It was nothing nothing, uh, uh-huh. nothing bad. I took my Switch and didn't even play it. I just watched an episode of Succession, mm-hmm. and that was a better way for me to spend my time. But. <laughs> Which I had told you that I planned on watching two or three more episodes last night, but I was playing Slay the Spire, and I couldn't stop. Fair. So, totally fair. But I was pretty much appeasing you with whatever I was doing in that scenario. Like That's true, yeah. So. It was one recommend or another. But yeah, I... This is very odd, and I've heard a lot of pontificating okay. about how this might not be, like the Switch Pro may still be on the horizon. Sure, and yeah, this could I be just a small I upgrade. Doubt that. Um, at that point, I have to wonder because I mean, okay, it, let's say the Switch Pro 
is real mm-hmm. and comes out late next year. Sure. Which even then, I think that's a quick turnaround from announcing this to announcing a pro. Yes. But some people are, that's a very bullish assumption, but yeah. once you make it. That's already two years into the life cycle of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And yeah. like that's still going to be way lagging behind in terms of power on these other consoles. Oh, for sure, It just yeah. seems like Nintendo is operating on a completely different timeline yes. than every other gaming company. Which is sort of their MO, right? Sure. Like, I feel like they've been doing that for Since most of... Yeah, Wii was the first one where they just kind of branched off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Switch stuff does well. Like, this, you know, the Switch drives games and, and it seems to do well with indies and all that kind of stuff, too. So, like, obviously there's something good there. I cannot imagine the Switch being my main place of playing no. something. Um, and I even think most people, and most might be general because we're in like a, a gaming-centric space, but most people that I've had the discussion with own a Switch and something. Yeah. Right? Whereas like the Switch you have for the Nintendo library for, you know, whatever Breath of the Wild, whatever Mario may come out, and then how into other Nintendo properties you are may vary. But uh, yeah, it seems like one of those things where it's sort of a supplementary console as opposed to your main console. and. Maybe that's all they're going for. What does this do for you in terms of your level of excitement for Breath of the Wild 2? Because I think a lot of people were under the assumption that they were going to be able to play this game on at least a moderately more powerful console. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm still excited for it. Yeah. Even if it runs like the first one, it'll be good. Because the first so. one still ran fine. Yeah, yeah, Um There were a couple chug moments for yeah. sure, specifically the Korok Forest. Mm. Uh, I remember... That's what I was hearing people just complain like, about kept chugging and I was like I thought my stream was breaking and I was like no this is the game um yeah so I, I I'm optimistic for it even because ultimately visuals aren't really what you're there for with Nintendo games um obviously you want them to look good but uh it's more about the gameplay so yeah. I think it'll still be fine that's just the only game that concerns me in terms of scope sure like, yeah there are definitely going to be chug moments in that game and too. load times and yeah things that with the newer consoles, we're being spoiled about not having. Yeah, it as just much. sucks that you won't have the you know convenience and you know quality of life improvements yeah. in Nintendo games compared to what we're getting from everything else. Next story, Dana, did you hear about? Well, we alluded to this weeks ago at this point because okay. we were talking a little bit about how Ubisoft had a new vision for Assassin's Creed. Right. We got a good look at what that new vision is going to look like. Because they announced, or I don't know if it was necessarily an announcement, but they sort of confirmed what they were doing was AC Infinity. Yeah. Which is apparently a live service version of Assassin's Creed that is supposedly going to like evolve like Fortnite in that you're going to have multiple historical eras to sort of jump back and forth through, but it's going to change over time. Yeah. This is very odd to me. It feels very... 2014 to me sure uh and it feels like one of those things that gets pitched in a board meeting and they pursue it and then it doesn't work yeah uh yeah i'm very surprised they're going with this of all the games that i would picture going to this model this is not one of them um you know i think of ac more as just like a single player and i it still probably will be single player yeah it seems like a lot of people are under the assumption that because it's live service that means inherently it's going to be multiplayer yeah but a lot of people are saying no like it's just going to be a single player, cool, like evolving yeah, thing. But uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant. Yeah, I'm t- of trepidatious. Until I see it, uh, I'm going to probably think this is lame because I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I've not played uh, AC Valhalla. My attachment to new AC is was with Odyssey, mm-hmm. uh, and I really enjoyed it. But I was not itching to get into Valhalla because mm-hmm. Odyssey was such a girthy experience. And I wonder if this life service thing might be better for AC if it is sort of maybe smaller 
more frequent experiences with time zones that would or with uh, time periods because that would be more interesting to me like i don't need 200 hours in a game yeah i would be more interested if it's you know 30 hours and you just keep going to different time periods that's kind of cool but this whole everybody doing because this is rumored for gta too right is that there's this evolving map is is the earliest rumor we've heard for gta 6 I get that people looked at Fortnite and it's like, okay, why do people still like Fortnite? It's because the map changes. That's one of the things that keeps people into it. That's fine. But it's a weird thing to pop up now multiple times mm. as like the main gimmick of a game. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I, I guess it remains to be seen. I, how do you feel about the name? I like the name, actually. It's fine. Uh, it seems like a name that like you could have told me AC Infinity and I would have been like, okay. I could believe that was some single player game referencing... Yeah. I don't know. There have been a lot of religious connotations throughout the Assassin's Creed games. So sure. I could have seen them doing something like, you know, you go into like India and you're going to be like a Hindu assassin, like right. something random like that. I don't know. If you if you had told me Assassin's Creed Infinity came out on the Vita, I would have believed you. Yeah. Because was it, Revelations? No. Uh, uh, Origin? No. Bloodlines? Was that one? Assassin's Creed Bloodlines? That's that was that a, a thing. Liberation. Liberation, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's the one with AC3. I did say the name of two other Assassin's Creed games, though, in the process right there. Unity. Unity, awful. Syndicate. You, Syndicate, I've heard pretty good. I play, Syndicate was the last one that I touched significantly. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's a weird way to phrase it. <laughs> I touched, not insignificantly, Odyssey. I was played like half an hour. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Just because it's not the Assassin's Creed that I sort of sure. was indoctrinated into with two, Brotherhood, three... Black Flag. Black Flag. Black Flag is where it begin began to depart, but was still good. Yes. Um, and we, we've we sung the praises of Black Flag before. Yeah. We've sea shantied the praises. Exactly. Oh, gosh. There's one sea shanty. Uh, I dreamed a dream. That's uh, low, low Lands Away. That's what it's yes. called. See, mine is the... What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a I love a lot of them for like, the earworms that they can be, yeah. but I actually like the drama and story and that mm. like that one I actually like as a song Lola, Lola, away. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that song in a while yeah those those songs do get stuck oh, in the head slap, when you play man. though they're good so next story another one that is sort of alluding to a story from previous weeks we had talked about the rumored mini sequel to Ghost of Tsushima yes it seems less like now that there's going to be a mini sequel and now that we're getting the director's cut yeah. of Ghost of Tsushima and the announced a little expansion, which is Icky Island, which is going to have okay. its own little, you know, area with a little side story that, you know, is an expansion to the game. Yeah. Uh, and they also uh, announced that this was going to be a $30 expansion hmm. for, or a $30 upgrade if you already have Ghost of Tsushima. Right. $60, I believe, still, if you don't. If you're buying it new, yeah. Um, and I'm pondering whether it's going to be worth it for me to do that up front. Yeah. It seems a little unnecessary. A little. Considering uh, that ev- almost every other game that has done something like this, sure, we're getting more content in this. This isn't just the same game ported up. Right. But it still seems kind of like a steep price tag for a game yeah. for, when a lot of other games are doing it for free. And it's not like... I have not seen significant enough boosts from a PS4 version to a PS5 version to really go, like, this is worth $30. Yeah. When you can buy three or four indies on a sale for $30, and that's, you know, a bunch of new experiences. But... I mean, good on them. I, I'm glad they're supporting that. That obviously means they're going to make a sequel. Uh, and, yeah. 
it's a good game. I never finished it, so it's not like I need more content because there's still more content that I can go back to. Yeah, I'm I'm in the mo- mode right now where if nothing comes out around it that interests me, I'll probably just pay the thirty and because I like replaying games and I'm assuming it'll have yeah. a separate trophy list. And I got the platinum in the first, I can do it again. Yeah, um, just for fun. Uh, and that's a great game with in terms of having an open world to just run around and do side stuff and sure, the gameplay yeah. is really smooth and it's just a fun game to play. Yeah, the frame rate boost would be the thing. That's with that the game. thing with as smooth as like you know samurai you know sword play is in a game. Boosting that from thirty to sixty is a pretty good selling point. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. The next story it seems like EA again. We're going back. These are all follow ups. Good old Electronic Arts. It seems like that EA fan favorite franchise is Dead Space after all. Oh, and reports say it'll be a remake. Interesting. Sort of ratchet and clanking yeah. it, maybe? Huh. And I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because That's almost I, less exciting than Dead Space 4. That's kind of what I was thinking was, you know, you made this hullabaloo about bringing back, yeah. you know, this fan favorite franchise, whatever. And then you're just going to remake one that is, you know, and it's assuming they remake the first one. Yeah. Which I would, it would be very strange for them to just remake two or three. <laughs> Dead Space 2. <laughs> um, the remake. Yeah. I think this is an odd move, but a move that will still sell a lot of units. Sure. What's weird to me is that they're pre-announcing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I oh, they haven't this. confirmed it. I know, but... It's all rumors. They they came out and said... They were the ones who were like, there's a fan-favorite franchise that's going to be back, that, right? They, yeah. So, like, why would you that do was, that? that? Just surprise dumb. people with it. I So many people don't understand E3. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that. Okay. At least somewhat. But, yeah, we don't have much else to say about that because we yeah. don't play Dead Space. Yep. I'd love, we, to, I'd love to try it. Something we did play oh. was Returnal. Yes. And you know who made Returnal? Housemark. Housemark. And you know who bought Housemark? Sony. Sony. That's the story, pretty much. <laughs> oh, well, the addition to the story is a leaked image suggests that they may have also bought Bluepoint. Which is almost more exciting. Absolutely. Because Housemark is similar to me in, uh, like, I always forget the studio's name, the studio that made, like, Beyond Two Souls and Quantic Dream. Com- yes. Yeah. It's like them, where they're not owned by PlayStation. But they kind of are. Yeah, like exactly. they have such a tight relationship, They're it doesn't really matter. Party, more or less. Yeah, like Housemark being owned by Sony is great for them. I'm sure that's great for their like financial stability and all that kind of stuff. Does it? Is it really going to change anything in the end game for us? Probably not, because they were already making PlayStation games anyway. But Bluepoint possibly being owned by Sony. So I think it was like what, Sony Japan tweeted out an image that was supposed to be, "Hey, we bought Housemark," Housemark but it said, "Hey, we bought Bluepoint," and it even had. It wasn't just like a logo mess up because it had some of the Blue Point games in the background, yeah, in uh, like the Sony overlay, and so Sony overlay very similar to Simi Ojale, the basketball player. <laughs> Don't know why, Who? but <laughs> he plays for the Celtics, I think. Okay, weird uh, brain thing that just mm-hmm. happened there. Uh, <laughs> but Blue Point being bought by Sony is more exciting because that means they're going to be remastering Sony products, exactly, and and old Sony games, or at least games that are tied to Sony. And that excites me more than great. Housemark is still going to be on PlayStation, but good for them. I, you know, that's that's a huge financial win. Every every time somebody gets acquired now, do you remember when Double Fine got acquired? Yes. And did they do a video at E3, or is that just like on a social thing? I want to say it was at E3 and just a little like you know splash. You yeah. Know, hey, here we bought Double Fine and, and, and they had Tim Schafer come out. Yes, and Tim Schafer either in that video or when he was talking whatever was like. This is great for us. We yeah. don't have to worry about money ever again. Exactly. And it's like, you know what? Good for them. You've earned that. Like, yes, you're still going to make money with that studio, but at this point, you have sort of a backbone, a backbone 
to keep your studio going, maybe pursue more creative endeavors and maybe take a little bit more time and really polish whatever the next thing may be, if it's Returnal 2 or whatever. Yeah, which I assume... Well, wow. I didn't even... Pa- that's It's weird. I finish almost every game and I'm like, oh, I want a sequel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I have not even thought about the possibility of a Me Returnal neither, 2. Me neither, but I seems- feel like it'll happen. Really? Well, not story-wise, but money-wise. Yeah. Because that game has probably made more money than, I would venture, most Housemark games combined. Sure. I don't know. It doesn't seem like Maybe a they'll game just try a new project again. That would be my gut reaction. Which I'm fine with. You buy them, you're going to infuse e- even more money into them. Because obviously this was their test of like, hey, we're going to give you a triple A budget, make yeah. a triple A game. Yeah. And they pretty much nailed it. So yeah, I think they sure. might even crank crank it up a little more and say, hey, now go now nuts do the and dream really project. do something. Yeah. And I would be very excited because, I mean, if, if they just did a game that was like, I don't know, an open world game, whatever, whatever scale you want to you know, zoom out for yeah. from Returnal, but just made Returnal third-person gunplay your mm. primary gameplay focus. Yeah, sign me up. Oh yeah, for sure. That game is silky smooth. Love yes, it. It runs very well. Our last big story happened. What was it? Two days ago now? No, it was. Yeah, it was two days ago. It was Sony's state of play? Oh God. Okay. Uh, which and we'll just you know in the process of this we'll just talk about the entirety of that evening just because I think it's funny. Yes. Um. <laughs> so we're gonna run through every. I've got the list of everything. We don't even have to say more than like two words about any of these things except yeah. the last one. So should we say what we were doing? Sure. Okay. You take so, us through our schedule for the day. Right. So well, that was the same day I had to take my mom in for the colonoscopy, which again was fine. I just had to drive her back because they anesthetize you a little bit. Um. So that was routine, but that was my morning. I come back get the house ready, and then Jay comes over for the state of play, and then right after that, we go eat, and then we go watch Black Widow. Uh, that was sort of the the main schedule of the day. And then uh-huh. we go back and watch a little bit of game two of the finals. Yes. Um, Very brief. Yeah, like a quarter and a half. Yeah. But, yeah, so it started sort of with the state of play. And do you have the rundown? I do. Thing one was Moss Book 2. Great. It was weird because in the press release, they said that they weren't going to talk about PlayStation VR and they opened with a PlayStation VR game. So that was kind of weird. Um, Thanks, I, Moss, for kicking us off of our state of play. <laughs> yeah, that, they got to do something about that announcer. <laughs> like, no offense to the voice actor. They're just doing their job. But it sounds so disingenuous where it's just like, hey, Moss, thanks so much. It's it's almost like um, Fran Mirabella's, like when they make fun of Fran on kind of mm, funny stuff. Yeah, yeah, where it's, yeah. It just sounds so cartoonish. Um yeah, whatever. I, I know people liked Moss 1. We were both discussing it as, I don't know why this game needs to be VR. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe that trailer just did a bad job of showing it. Because uh, I do think it has some sort of, like, similar to, like, Astrobot, where you need to look around the environment and stuff. But it doesn't seem like a VR game no, watching it. It just seems like a cute third-person action-adventure game that I have yeah. no interest in. Yeah. So, thing two, Arcade-geddon or Arcade-geddon, depending I, We on. have to assume it's Arcade-geddon. Yeah. Uh, from the homies at Ilphonic, uh, I I worked on some of the graphics of Friday the 13th, the game. They were developers for that, um, published by Gun, which is who I knew more, but I had to work with some of the Ilphonic people. Very nice people. I can happily say that, so I hope this project does well. Uh, visually, it looked cool. Like, yeah. all this, the colors were really cool. It was very bright, very vibrant. Didn't get a lot of what the gameplay was other than the shooter. Yeah, it looked to me visually interesting, gameplay-wise, sort of redundant considering some of the games yeah, that have come out in recent years. Yeah, it didn't look 
unique outside of the visuals. Yeah. And the visuals are cool. Yeah. It's because it's just a shooter that's, you know, a lot of like, you know, neon, bright, colorful explosions, blah, blah, blah. But it gave me a lot of Splatoon vibes. Yes. Gave me a little bit of Knockout City vibes. Knockout City was the one I was going to bring up Um, too. Yeah. That sort of vibe, um, which is all cool. And those are good games. Yeah. Uh, Haven't touched Splatoon, but people enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm like, unless this game just sort of catches fire and everybody decides to download it, I don't picture myself getting into it. Yeah. That's what it's going to hinge on. But I hope it does well. I like the people at Ophonic. They were very nice to me. Tribes of Midgard. I don't remember this. Was That's this the, the Diablo game? The yeah, like Ragnarok Diablo. Right. Looking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very forgettable. Uh, I unless it's unless it's super giant. When something's top down, I tune out. Mm. That's just the way my brain works. Uh, the only other good top down game I've ever played. Well, not counting like Civ and things like that. But uh, the only other good top down game I've played, and I don't know if the game was good at all. Was Lara Croft? Uh, no. N- well, well, yeah, but that's a good game. Oh, but okay. uh, Temples of Osiris was that the name of that game? I have no idea. It was a four-player uh, multiplayer game that was a PlayStation Plus game. When did this come out? Oh God, I have no idea when it came out. But I played it in like 2017. Okay. It was when uh, I lived with Andrew. Sure. And we both played it, and it was very fun. Huh. I'm assuming it was one of those games that we just played. Like, it was fun because we played it, yeah. like, side by side. But it was a fun arcade. It reminded me of, uh, oh, God, what is the name of that? There's an old school four-player arcade game that they remastered not too long ago or did a new version of uh, that is sort of the top-down Diablo style. And I'm going to forget the name of it. I, c- I can't remember the name. But it reminded it was that style. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was fun. It was a good game. But, like, yeah, once I saw the top-down nature of this... And it's like, all right, I don't need to really get into Norse stuff until God of War two. Like, I'm just gonna, tu- okay. I'm just gonna tune out. Yeah, that was sort of my take on it as well. Was it was derivative, Let's see if I can find very Diablo esque. I'm getting very uh, sort of watered down with all the Norse stuff that's been going on in games in recent years. I made the comment while we were watching it that I feel like we're everyone is suddenly obsessed with Norse mythology, and I yeah. don't really know why. Um, I honestly think it's probably just. Well, I think there's two reasons. I think it's on the heels of the MCU and on the heels of God of War One. Sure, yeah. That has sort of entered like the popular culture. Yes. Um so yeah, it's sort of a derivative game. But hope people enjoy it. Whatever. Yeah. Well you got you got nothing. Oh he's scrambling. I'll find it. Go ahead. Let's see here. Oh Lord. Okay. The, okay. I forgot about this one. This one I barely remember at all. Okay. It was just called Fist. Oh, it's the bunny. The bunny. Yeah, the bunny. Oh, that the we one said. that you thought was uh, that one game. Yeah, <laughs> this is a great Bio Mutant. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not Bio Mutant, but it's it was a, a side-scrolling sort of beat 'em up that like alluded like it could be a Metroidvania, but didn't really yeah. see any of those particular elements. I can't find it. Yeah, it just looked like a pretty stylish side-scrolling beat 'em up. Yeah, with a, with that's a, a game that if if it got a lot of buzz, I'd pick up. But otherwise, whatever. Um, but it was called. F dot I dot S dot T. like an acronym. And the acronym was terrible. Yeah. It was like from inside. Oh, I got to look it up now because that okay. was, it was it made us both laugh because it didn't sound like a sentence. And I got to pause because the next one made me laugh even harder. But once we figure this out. Forged in Shadow Torch. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? I'm assuming Shadow Torch is like the Shout internet, out to but. the rabbits. All of them that are forged in the Shadow Torch. <laughs> the next one, which is my 
favorite title that we got to see from the whole thing okay was hunter's arena legends oh my god we <laughs> you had the great point of when they announced the title of this which was like they said it was like a fighting game battle royale yeah which it didn't look like it, at all it just looked like an action game battle royale and uh it looked like godfall battle royale yes <laughs> And you made the great point of you could put those three names or three words in any order and it would sound the exact same. Arena, colon, Hunter's Legends. Hunter's Arena Legends. Hunter's That's Le- what it is. Yeah, well, but it's Hunter's Arena <laughs> yeah. Legends. Hunter's Legends Arena. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It is the most generic video game title I've ever heard. Yeah, I said it, I said it sounds like... A game they'd play in like House of Cards or something like yeah. it's a, it's an, an in show game yeah. or it's that a game that they uh, the show with Rob McElhaney, uh, uh I forget what the show Titan is quest? called no something quest oh gosh isn't it something quest it is something quest mythic quest mythic mythic quest that's yeah right. what is um, Titan quest that's, I don't know is that a game that's a game that'd be another good generic game title if it's not already taken go ahead yeah uh, yeah I thought that was just really funny let's see here. Sifu next. Sifu was next. Sifu is the only game where I was like, "Yeah, I'm all good. right, I, I'm, I'm kind of in." That looks like my kind of shit. Uh, from someone who really likes super. So Sifu is a, as much as it sounds like the word seafood, is. Oh, now I'm hungry. <laughs> We're not going to Red Lobster. <laughs> I'm now. I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> there you go. I fixed it. Uh, <laughs> Jay and I sidebar. Jay uh-huh. and I, because I know several people have pointed out that they like when we go on food sidebars. Oh yeah. Jay and I. This would be a good one. Have have discussed. Well, first of all, it started with which is fancier, Red Lobster or Olive Garden, uh-huh. and we both said Red Lobster was slightly fancier. Your reasoning was very good. Which is, I can imagine. Wait, which one? You just said like. If a group of people is just like, where do we want to eat yes, tonight? They yeah. could end up at Olive Garden. No the, one ever ends up at Red Lobster. You plan to go to Red Lobster ahead <laughs> yeah, of time. You're either going to Red Lobster or it doesn't come up in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and that was sort of the reason. I also said I couldn't picture someone wearing shorts in Red Lobster. Basketball shorts. But I could I could picture that in Olive Garden. So that makes it slightly fancier. Uh, Sifu is a... Like, very neon, stylish, uh, looks like beat-em-up kind of brawler game. Reminds me a little bit of uh, Sleeping Dogs in its vibe. It's uh-huh. sort of, it looks like they might be Yakuza that you're fighting, which is the thing in Sleeping Dogs. Um, and just even the sort of focus on hand-to-hand combat in Sleeping Dogs, there was a lot of that. And that game looks cool. We've seen that game before, so it wasn't like a surprise. But, uh, yeah, it looks interesting enough. As someone who likes Super Hot, it kind of had that vibe of, yeah. I assume you're going to, well, they even kind of tease in the trailer that, Every time you die, you get older, which is kind of cool. And I assume it's going to be one of those where you just restart your life over and over and try to get further. Uh, And as someone who loves super hot and like Hotline Miami and a lot of that sort of throw spaghetti at a wall to see what sticks kind of games, I'm in on that game. But the trailer didn't do a lot for me because we've already seen it. Here's an interesting sidebar of the text that I'm involving myself in right now. Okay. So my little cousin is getting her first apartment. Okay. She needs a TV. Yep. We had a family gathering like a couple weeks ago. Sure. Where I was discussing, oh, I just got a new TV last year. You know, I got it to coincide with Last of Us 2 when Last of Us 2 came out. Right. Uh, I wanted one that was 4K, which I already had a 4K. What was the specific? I don't remember what the specific thing that I wanted. 60 FPS, maybe? Might have been frame rate. I feel like mine already did 60. Or HDR, maybe? HDR was the, that was the feature that I was after. Yeah. Um, it was about six hundred dollars. I got a sixty-five inch Samsung. It's great TV, yeah. great value, especially like yeah, TVs are cheap. Yeah. Now, I 
somewhat sarcastically floated the idea, hey, you know, there is a feature that, you know, my TV doesn't have, which is 120 frames per second. Yeah. You could maybe buy this TV from me. Right. And then, and then I then you could go, go buy, buy another one. Yeah. Which would have 120 frames per second. Yeah. And now I'm like, do I really want to go through all this hassle? Mm. Because I'll probably sell it to her for like 500, you know, a slight right. discount for what I got it for. Yeah. Um, and then go get a, I don't know, 1500 like OLED, yeah, it's 55 or 65, whatever. Do you consider that worth it? If you go OLED, yes. Really? I would think the OLED itself is more worth it than the frame rate. Interesting. Because like the jump from 60 to 120 is noticeable, but a lot of games aren't running at 120 right now. On Yeah, PS5. there's only a few. That I know like you can do Warzone at 120. I mm-hmm. think you can do... Is Rocket League at 120 yet on PlayStation? I'm not sure. I think Apex is 120 possibly. I know that, yeah, there's just a handful. A lot of shooters are, but... yeah. The OLED itself would be worth it. That is one of the best big purchases I've ever made in my life. Interesting. Man. That's going to be a lot of hassle, but we'll see about it. I've obviously tempted. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't fault you for that. So, we'll see. Let's see. Where did we leave off? Sifu. The next game was the most... Gosh, these all were so derivative in my head. Yeah. Jet the Far Shore (laughs) um, was the next thing. Which looks like a game that I don't know if many people remember. It was a plus game. Uh, it was a. I played it on Vita. I think it was on PS4 though, called Race the Sky, mm. which was. It looked just like. Uh, so Jet looks like sort of a No Man's Sky style space exploration game where they said exactly. you're kind of decentivized from doing combat and it's more about like problem solving, which that idea in itself doesn't sound that bad. But the gameplay didn't look great. Um, the visuals were kind of whatever. And I feel like for an exploration game, that's your big selling point mm-hmm. in space is like look how cool these planets look. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with the way the game looked. No. But the ship flying is a really weird scale mm. because you play as like people running around a planet when you're on the planet, but the ship looks tiny and then you're like sort of weaving through the air and it's more aerodynamic, but it reminds me, and it's like third person, it reminds me of Race the Sky, which is a game that probably no one's going to re- remember. But I certainly don't. That was a, that was a real game. Uh, that was fine and it was more arcadey, but yeah, I, the logo was kind of nice. That's all I really remember from this game. Yeah, and this was the game that I made the comment that this game might be better served by word of mouth, yes. you know, sort of advertising as opposed to giving it this, you know, showcase at a, you know, pretty I don't want to say highly anticipated state of play, but, but a you know, prominent but place. A, what is becoming Sony's go-to way of telling you about new games? Yeah. You know? I, and I think this was a we kind of had this broader discussion while this trailer was playing after you said that, which was I think more games would be better served not showing their trailers. Yep. Or, you know, it, I understand if it's some sort of like a series that is getting its next iteration, you know, to pop the people who are super into it. Um, you know, like a Peggle 3 we would both lose our minds for. But if it's a new indie game from not like an established studio, uh, you know, sometimes it's kind of weird to be like, all right, here's our game. And you, and you run the risk of underwhelming people to the point where they would never give it a chance. Whereas, you know, if Jet the... What was it? Jet... Far Shore. Jet the Far Shore. Thank you. Uh, if that comes out and a f- the right people in the game circle say, like, everybody go buy this game. It's totally worth it. That does way more for your game than a trailer does in a, in a PlayStation Direct yeah. or whatever. Because sort of my... In my head, the methodology of, like, me buying a game sort of would go like this. If I see a trailer like this... Because to me... Every game is worthy of being liked by somebody. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody has different tastes. Yeah. 
But I see that trailer for this game, and I'm already just like, I'm not getting this game. Yeah. Whereas if, and it doesn't matter who said, like, if the most prominent influencer, I was like, you should get this game. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I saw it. I didn't look, didn't look good to me. Yeah. Whereas if all I had seen was their endorsement, I would be tempted to go seek out more. And, you know, maybe yeah. if it was on sale or something, I'm like, yeah, I'll throw them away. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think these trailers like this can just absolutely turn a game off, especially a game of this scale. Yes, agreed. Let's see. There was the Demon Slayer game. Right, which looked very Demon Slayer and very anime. Yeah. The only the only thing I remembered is that I have seen the boar-faced person a number of times because people cosplay that character a lot. Uh, and I said, I was like, if I dug into the depths of my brain, and I haven't looked it up since, <laughs> the depths of my brain, I think I could name that character. And I, I'm still not confident in mm. it. But I want to say it's like Bakugan. I, I think that's close. Sounds like a Digimon to me. It does, yeah, it does. But yeah, people like that character is cool. I've seen like little clips of it, but I am not an anime guy, so. Oh, can you? You gotta help me here. Okay. What was the main Digimon called? Like that orange <laughs> yep. sort of dragon. Yeah, it looked thing. like uh, Dragonite kind of. Crap. Okay. We can get here. We can't. It's it definitely ends in like Mon. Yeah. You know, as the, all the Digimon did. Was Digimon. Was Amamon one? Maybe, Agamemon? but I don't think that was that one. I know. I'm just trying to remember the names of them. <sighs> Dodecagon? <laughs> God. I got. Um, yeah, we'll remember it. And what was the little pink fluffy one called? I don't remember. I liked that one as a kid because the evolution of that was sick. How do I Google this? Agamemnon. Just look up <laughs> Just look up uh, Digimon. Orange just look dragon. Up Digimon characters. Oh, that's a better idea. It'll have the... Because those are the main ones. Digimon characters. D- didn't they, like, add guns to the evolutions and shit? Like, didn't they get, like, arm cannons and shit? <laughs> that show was awesome. I did really dig Digimon. I did, too. It had some great uh, Game Boy games. Okay, the the little version is Agumon. Agumon. I was so close. I said Amamon. I was I was almost there. And it becomes Greymon. Oh. Interesting. It was less like... I thought the big one had the more iconic name, but Agumon, yeah. I definitely remember. I gotta look up the pink one. Okay. Wait, hang on, wait, wait. He's like a little pink fluffy guy. Well, hang on. No, you go ahead, because now there's Metal Greymon, and now we're talking. Yeah, see, that looks like what I remember. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even remember the shtick of, like, did Digimon have a game? Yeah, co- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a card game. Oh. I know it had video Ooh, games. But like, I don't know. You know, like, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! had the card games, but, like, did the Digimon anime predate any kind of game? I feel like it did. Maybe. Like Digimon, the anime, was just a trying to cash grab off the popularity of like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Dude, I might have to go back and watch Digimon. Seeing these characters is very nostalgic for me. Hard. The theme song is god awful. Digimon. Heart of Champions, I think is the phrase they say there. Uh, and they just say Digimon. Digimon. Coromon <laughs> was the one I was Koromon. thinking of. This little pink, that's hor- that's kind of horrifying. It is. It kind of is. What did it evolve to though? I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, I'm also thinking of Sunamon. I was kind of fusing those two in my head. Also kind of horrifying. <laughs> yeah, but the thing I liked about Digimon was that, like, they normally ran around as their little cute form, and then only when they got into battle did they go, like, fucking yeah. cool-looking. Can I have another beer? Yeah, of course. Thanks. Of course. <laughs> this has been an interesting episode. It has. Let's see. Uh, Last Judgment. What was that? Uh, so, I didn't realize that this was a sequel to the game Judgment, which is on PlayStation Now this month. Okay. 
it, it was the game that looked like Yakuza. Yeah, now that, now that you say that, I remember. Um, and we both thought it was Yakuza, and then it was like, oh, it's Judgment. <laughs> uh, it looks like Yakuza cross Professor Layton, I guess. Uh, or, no, sorry, Ace Attorney. That's the one I'm thinking about. Uh, and I always get those games confused. Oh, yeah, because that was the opening scene was in, like, the courtroom. Yeah, and it's yeah. about, like, a murder mystery. But then yeah. they show, like, you're in a racing game, and then there's, like, a dancing game. And it just feels very Yakuza. I don't know if it's the same studios or if it's a spinoff or what. I know nothing about Yakuza. No, but, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, it, I, we were both impressed by the first cutscene, and then the rest of the graphics didn't look awful. as good. It was weird. Yeah. Especially, like, the facial animations of that old guy walking out of the courtroom looked really good. Yeah, you could, like, see his pores. And then there was that chick on the phone. Yes. And she was, like, in an office. And her hair looked really bad. And all of the surroundings, like, the books and stuff looked, like, just so polygonal that mm. it was really bugging me. Death Stranding Director's Cut. Yeah, the only game that I might actually buy. Well. Because uh, I'm so intrigued by Death Stranding. <laughs> I just want to know what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, we've already heard about this. This was already announced. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. It's we both, too weird. We both remarked that the one chick is very hot, though. The the glasses chick. Tank top chick. Yeah. I think she's wearing a tank top. And then you remarked the other chick, and she's also hot. Yeah, well, her real-life person. Right. Uh, oh. 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 Leah Sido. Nice. That's her name. Well uh, done. She's very, very pretty. What is she in? I know her from something. Oh, yeah. What is she in? She's a really good actor. Take uh, it to Google again. Yeah. This is the ultimate Google episode. <laughs> we are Googling a lot this episode. Oh, wait. One came to me. Uh-huh. She's in Now You See Me. <laughs> She's oh, the French cop in Now You See two. Me. One or two. One. She might be in two, too. I've never I think seen you're two. right. Oh, but are you right? Are you sure that's her? Yeah. I don't think you're right. I'm going to challenge you on this. Okay. Uh, I think that's a different chick. So she's in Bond movies. Okay. I believe that. She has a great, like... Oh, yeah. She's in Inglorious Bastards. Who is she in that? She's uh, the, the cinema lady. The one who runs the movie theater. Yeah, That's her? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm looking at her minute. IMDb. Oh, I'm, I'm getting so many wires crossed in my head. Huh. Cool. She might not be in Now You See Me. That might be wrong. Oh, yeah, she's in The Lobster, which is a great, weird I've indie movie. I've heard a lot of weird things about it. It is very weird. Now You See Me. She's also in Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Now You See Me, fine movie. She's not in Now You See Me. i got to look it's up who that entertaining. is. entertaining. Yeah, that, I remember. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's not great, but it's, it's fun. Good cast for the most yeah. part. Because what was. Jen, uh, no, Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher, yes. Yeah. I was thinking of Jenna Fisher for a second, not the girl from The Office. Uh, yes, which they also kind of look alike. Gosh, we're just. This is like the ultimate, like, <laughs> seven layers of Kevin Bacon Sorry, game we're playing right Different now. blonde French actress. Oh, okay. Which was Melanie Laurent. Laurent. Who was. It's a great Wait, also in Inglorious Bastards. Hold on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on. All right. I got to. No, no, so she's the cinema chick. Yeah. Then. So who is Leah Saido? I was going to say, I didn't Inglourious think they looked close enough alike. <laughs> this, this is gone. This off is the revelatory. <laughs> who is she in Inglorious Bastards? She has to be a German. She's got that great, like, she striking is, look. She's the opening scene German. So she's just in it for a bit. The one oh, that wow. Christoph Waltz like goes yeah. into her house gives her the, gives him the milk. Yes, great. Did not movie. know that was Leah Saido. That's awesome. Great movie. So sorry to Melanie Laurent and Leah Saido, who both definitely listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss Laurent, for you, you deserve better for confusing the two French blonde twenty-something actresses in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Death Loop. 
no, it's man, more of it. This makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, because I I have been I think on the record as being pretty high on Deathloop uh, from sure. what we've seen of it, and this extended gameplay demo actually unsold me on it and i now don't know that i'm going to get it day one which as if i hadn't seen this before i would have gotten it day one yeah uh it just it went on too long it was more of the same that we've seen uh the gameplay is still a little confusing to me as to like what we were discussing because you have to do everything in a day in the Mm -hmm. game time what how long is a day how long do you like is a day one sitting like how does a day even function yeah there's still so many questions I have to answer and not what does the gameplay look like because we've seen the gameplay so many times. It's just, we know what the gameplay looks like. It's gunplay with Dishonored movement. And that's great. Like, Dishonored movement's really cool. Uh, and we both like Arcane. Yeah. But I just, I didn't learn anything from this. I didn't glean anything. It actively kind of bummed me out because it looked less stylish than the other Deathloop trailers we've seen too. And, and one, one of the You're big right. appeals of that for me is the style of it. Uh, so yeah, it makes me kind of sad. I don't know how hype I am about this game anymore. Yeah, because I've, I guess this di- this trailer just did nothing for me. Like yeah, and whereas I was sort of like this game looks fine, pretty yeah. cool. It's arcane. They make good games. Yeah. But I needed to see something that I hadn't seen from it yet right. to sell me on it, and that this did literally zero of that. Yeah, it did not bring that at all. Um, and it arguably visually was a little underwhelming. Yeah, I thought so too. It looked older. Then yeah. it felt like it has before. Like, it wasn't very sharp. There was none of the, you know, bright. I mean, some of the bright colors, but some of these, the trailers they were initially showing where it was just a lot of oh, the dishonored magic style, and you're killing people and throwing them out windows yeah. and running through these very brightly colored like corridors. I'm like, this looks cool. Yeah, I just had trepidations because I had tried dishonored, and for whatever reason, it didn't stick with me. So I know this game probably would do the exact same thing. Right, and now it's just like. Arguably, a long walkthrough of this game makes it look slower, you know, yep. more plotting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I thought this was a bad cap to a very bad show. Yes. Uh, and that's sort of what I'm going to pivot to now. Okay. I was wondering because I didn't want to talk too much about it because I thought it might be the big yeah. topic. We're going to discuss because we're both proponents of big, grandiose, you know, if you're going to do a show, do a show. Yes. Do it right. Yeah. And my what I wrote down here is just a plea to Sony. Please stop doing state of plays. Yeah, so I tweeted as soon as we watched this that the state of play format needs to be retired. Yeah. Um, because we are going on, I want to say, five or six state of plays now where outside of the PS5 reveal conference, which I, don't, I would almost consider a different thing. It's not the same yeah, format no, as state of absolutely. play. Absolutely. Uh, they've all been disappointing. And it's to the point now where if there is a state of play... Unless they come out and say we're going to talk about new upcoming PS5 titles and are very specific about that, I'm not going to watch them anymore. Uh, Because I... And to get me out of getting into state of plays, which I am so into any announcements and games ever, is a shame. Yeah. Uh, It's just the track record's bad. Yeah, because a show like this is just as well served for us by going on Twitter after the fact and seeing clips of anything interesting. Yep, exactly. There was... No, I was not sold on any of the game, and obviously this is different because every game that's going to be showed at every show is, is going to be different. Sure, I was not interested in pretty much. <coughs> bless you, Gesundheit. Thank you. Uh, in any of the games that they showed, the fact that they pre-announced that they're sort of 
big game that they were going to be showing was Deathloop took me even further out of it. Yeah. We were annoyed at the previous state of play, which was like three <laughs> weeks ago that they did because they announced that Horizon was going to be yeah. a big thing. Yeah. And they didn't even give us a release date. Yeah. And the game looks great. It does. But it was like, we knew it was going to be great. We only want to know when it's coming out now. Right. And you still didn't tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sony. It's so funny to see, you know, Sony to us when we first, I would say like, the first real entry point for both of us into like this sort of larger games media paying attention to this kind of stuff was into PS3 early PS4 era, right? Yeah. And like, you know, watching every conference. I mean, I've watched E3 for uh, gosh, 10 plus years now probably. But that specific like we're going to watch we pay attention to when GamesCon is and when when uh like PSX is and things like that. That broader attention span started with PS4 when Sony was absolutely killing it. Uh, I remember one of the best conferences they've ever had was the uh, the one where Xbox came out and like we're gonna in- integrate TV in the Xbox One and then the PS4 was like nah we're all about games there's no DRM like here's all the games that are coming out and then obviously the what is the, is it 2016 the, was you talking about the V conference yeah it was 2016 so the, like the God of War Spider Man Horizon Days Gone yes Death Stranding uh, the uh, what is that game called? Ra- uh, uh, Crash Remastered. Last Guardian. Last Guardian. Like, the fact Re- that Resident we can even remember RE7. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's- Everything pales in comparison to something like that. Yes. And, but that's, I mean, and that's a hard bar that you're never going to be able to hit. Sure. But just save yourself exactly for something big. That's the <laughs> thing. It's like, I personally am not a huge fan of Nintendo Directs. Now... They work because Nintendo puts a lot more effort into them than Sony does. And or they're at least, more infrequent. But, yeah, you know. structures them to a way where there's always one big new announcement. They don't fucking pre-announce what the game is before they say it, which I hate. Never pre-announce anything ever. Uh, unless it's like a concert or something and you have to get people in the door. But, like, surprises are the, f- the full reason to watch things like this. And, like, Deathloop, I understand that they don't want to disappoint people. And so that's why they pre-announce, then don't do it at all. Oh, I forgot to add a detail. And this I saw today, and I don't know if you saw this. We now know officially when Deathloop's exclusivity ends, which is September of next year. Interesting. So this is a game that they just did a whole state of play over that's only going to be a console exclusive for For a year. year, yeah. Like, that's baffling to me. Yeah. I, I wonder if maybe there's they started putting wording in contracts of like, you will get a focused slot in a future conference or state of play. Like maybe that it might be a it might be a literal contractual obligation to do this. Yeah. And maybe that's why it feels so lackluster. But in doing that, I'm getting a phone call from Carrollton, Kentucky. I have no idea where that is. I mean, it's a spam call. I but. always like to know where they're coming from because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Some of them. I got a bunch from Canada recently. Interesting. Yeah, from like Ontario. Shout out. Uh, I I lost my train of thought, but anyway, it's like it's. State of play suck. Yeah, and they, they are baffling. In Sony was doing so well for so long, and now Xbox has passed them with In terms of, like, marketing acumen, yes, absolutely. 100%. And I don't know what their thinking was. Unless they're going to do a big show later this year, or I don't feel like they will now. Like, it just feels like they're spacing stuff out too much. You want to build hype for your console, and... Yeah, I know they're selling like gangbusters and people can still barely get their hands on them, but you want people to be excited for the games to buy. You want to sell more games. That's the reason you do conferences like this. And 
okay, we understand that you can't do a crowd right now. That's okay. Xbox had a lot of fanfare for no crowd. They at least built the stage and had presenters and all that. Like, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Hypothetically, what are some of the... I'm trying to think back here to, like, the last few state of plays and the last few things that Sony has announced. Yeah. And let's say they had... They were going to do a show, and let's say they timed it around, like, Gamescom, which is in August. Okay. So that's a month before Deathloop was set to come out. Yeah. Let's say they hadn't done the Horizon State of Play. They hadn't done this State of Play. They could have done a half-decent show a few weeks before Deathloop was set to come out. You can still do the Deathloop thing to make your final pitch for it. Yeah. You can save your Horizon footage, put it there. Yeah. And even though, at that point, people are like, okay, they're probably by reasoning going to say Horizon's not coming out this year, but then you can still say then it's coming out in like February or right, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, pepper in these indie games the one that looks cool like Sifu whatever yeah. you can cut a lot of the fat because they're you, in a, especially in a state of play like this like the Horizon one wasn't there two games before the Horizon footage yeah there wasn't a lot at all whereas here they're like eight yeah. whatever ten like which the Horizon demo was longer but still it was but I mean it was also just more, yeah, I don't know it just seems arbitrary There's, yeah. the, the whole thing seems arbitrary uh, again we both love conferences and love hype and love this kind of stuff and first of all, the pre-announcing takes so much fun out of it because you you know, like when we were both watching the games, it's like when Deathloop starts, it's like all right, this is the last thing we're seeing, yeah, and we still have fifteen minutes. All right, I'm gonna kind of tune out. Like I think we were about to go eat, and I started putting my shoes on and like getting ready to go because I knew I wasn't gonna see anything new. Uh, yeah, I think Nintendo has negatively affected gaming by starting the direct trend. Yeah, I understand that people had to do this during COVID. I get that. But I feel like Sony's going to just keep doing state of plays and it's going to suck. Yeah. And I mean, there is a virtue to pre-announcing things, whereas it sets our expectations. Sure. And we're not going... But it's it's weird to say that I went into a show with such low expectations and was still let And out. they weren't met. Like, yeah. I was just like... I don't know. I expected it to be bad and was hoping I would be wrong. But when I wasn't wrong, I was sad. Like, yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's a really weird cycle. Yeah. Um, and now the question becomes, like you mentioned, like, will they do anything sizable that is comparable to an E3 showcase. I mean, I kind of doubt it. I feel like just whatever their next big announcement is, they'll throw it at the end of a state of play, and that's what they do now. So you don't think... what are you, If you had to put a percentage possibility on them doing a PSX at the end of this year, what would it be? I love the idea of it, and that makes me want to put it higher, but realistically, 30%? Yeah, and the only thing, honestly, that is driving me towards... Or not me necessarily, but driving anyone towards thinking that's a possibility is just the fact that they're not doing E three anymore. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do something. Yeah. And it's at this point looks more like they're just gonna keep doing state of plays. Right. Um, which is just beyond frustrating when you have clearly so many cool games in the pipeline. Yeah, oh yeah. We have not seen God of War. We right. know Spider Man two's on the way. Yeah. You've got you just acquired two First party, new first party studios. So we don't know what Blue Point's doing. We don't know what Housemark's doing. Yeah, there's like, that whole new studio that's working on that Destiny style game. There's no telling what other studios we don't even know are working on games we don't even know yet. Yeah, like I don't want a mini show dedicated to each game. No, I want one show dedicated to three or four with other things sprinkled in. Yeah, twice a year. Yep. That's it. Maybe even once. If you can only do it once, that's if fine. If you can only do it once, feel free to load it like with as much as possible. Because yes. then we're going to go into it with the appropriate excitement. Right. Whereas right now, I'm going into every state of play with minimal excitement. Yeah. I feel like this is almost reminiscent, not to the severity level of, of PS3, but it reminds me 
of the hubris they had coming from PS2 going to PS3. Sure. And that's when the 360 passed them up, which was, yeah, we're PlayStation. People are going to buy our console and people are going to buy our games. And that's still true. We're both going to buy PlayStation games. But the PS5 is selling gangbusters. Yes, exactly. Like, it's a great console. I just wish they would sell more, sell me on more games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know at this point what, I mean, what's next? I mean, Deathloop is next. Yeah. Now we know that it's only a limited exclusive. Yeah. Horizon, probably a few months behind that. That's Horizon is clearly their next big thing. Yes. Um, but gosh, I'm just, I am getting worried about the trajectory. I don't know. But I'm also not, because God of War is clearly going to be awesome. Spider-Man's- yeah. Once the games come out, it'll be great. Yeah. It's just the waiting period. And it feels like this console has not had, and launches of consoles are always strife with just weirdness. Uh, as people are like, well, we're still making things for PS4 and PS5. But it feels like this console hasn't had a lot of hard sell you need to buy this game yet. Like, even Ratchet, which I thought I was going to buy day one, I didn't. And I was like, do I ever? Do I need to really buy it right now? It'll be on sale in three months. I'll just buy it then. Yeah. Which is making me wonder, because when I think hard about their library that they've built for the PS5 so far, it's actually pretty good. It's fine, yeah. You got Miles Morales, you got Demon Souls, you got... Returnal, you've got Ratchet. Like now, some couple of those games are also PS4. Yeah, you know, so they you know it takes a little bit of the wind out of their sails, um, but still, you want the ideal experience. And sort of that's only the only thing that they've been selling the PS5 on so far is getting the ideal experience out of games that you've already played. Mm. And I'm ready for that to stop, but I can't feel like that that's on the horizon until they give me something big and exciting like a full-on showcase like a PSX saying, hey, in the next year and a half, you're going to get these three huge games and they're going to be PS5 exclusive and that's why everyone needs to buy this console. Right, yeah. And it's sort of baffling to me how many people are buying the PS5 still. Me too, because I've had several people, I've had people reach out this month and be like, hey, how do you get your hands on a PS5? And I've tried to help, but... I you, almost want to be pay like more than you're supposed to. Yeah, that's the only way at this point. I was. I almost want to be like, why do you want one? Because I feel like a lot of people just want it because it's out. Yeah. And to be fair, I did. I just wanted it because it was the I new mean, console. We were, yeah, we were among the few that were like, it didn't really matter what preceded the release of this console. Yeah. We we're going to buy it as soon as possible. Yeah. And I totally get just wanting it. And but like, what are you really buying it for? Is it for? Demon Souls, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if it's worth that for a console yet. Like, I don't know if there's any... Returnal, I think, is the best. Yeah. If you're like, I really want to play Returnal, and the only way I can do it is with a PS5, I'm like, you know what, fair fair play. Like, I, I get that. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's it's very strange, and it's upsetting. And the there's a, there's a sort of larger thing at hand where companies clearly don't understand E3 from the viewer perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Xbox gets the closest to understanding it right now that people just want announcement, 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 announcement. Like, we don't care about your deep dive into gameplay. We don't care. Like, I love game devs. Like, I'm lucky to be enough uh, to be friends with some game devs. Like, I think game dev is a magic, and it's so incredible and so impressive that people can do it. But that is not the place for it. You wouldn't want... You wouldn't want a Comic-Con to be filled with behind-the-scenes, this is how we filmed our movie. You Mm. just want the trailer. And E3 is just about the trailer. And so many games are like, we're going to take you on a 15-minute journey on... Cough, cough, Forza, cough. Or Rainbow, or, like, whatever. Like, it's just... Just simplify it. Shorten it down. Give us the elevator pitch. 
I, it, oh, it's as as someone who works in like marketing and advertising, it's it kills me sometimes. Yeah, and that's why we point back to 2016 Sony so often. Yes, is because if you go back and watch that show. It is trailer after trailer yep. after trailer after trailer. There are two brief demos: one in the middle for Horizon, yep. one at the end for Days Gone. Yeah, and that's where the show lags. Yeah, those are the only like slow points. But it, but they had set such a pace. That you're like, you've seen four trailers up front that you're interested in. Yeah. And then they show Horizon, you're like, okay, let's talk about what we just saw. Right. And then you get hit with seven or eight other cool trailers. Yeah. yeah. And then they tell you at the end, like, once they've done everything cool, they're like, okay, we're going to show you Days Gone now. Right. And then you know that that's it. And you've seen everything cool. And you're like, you just, I don't know, it's properly paced in the right yes. way that it's yeah. hard to describe. But I don't know. It's just. And again, I give Xbox credit for at least trying that format. Because looking back when I was editing the video of us watching it and putting it on YouTube, like that, I didn't realize quite how tremendous the pace of it was, but it was just trailer, 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 yeah. trailer, trailer. Uh, and that's the way to do it. Like there is a blueprint for it. There's a reason you and I both go back and watch the 2016 E3 conference from time to time because it's so entertaining. And obviously the crowd helps and all that kind of stuff too. But it's just, it's sad when people have done it so well and neglect that it's been done so well and don't go back to the the well of that yeah and i think that you know the let's look back at that xbox conference from this year yeah the pace was great yes and i want them to keep that pace because even though in that conference there were only a few games that i'm like okay this looks cool i'm interested in this because there were so many and it was at such a rapid fire pace i could get to the end of every trailer and still be curious what was coming immediately after it yep and at least that level of interest was maintained throughout the show because there were so many trailers. Sure. Like, whereas when you're giving me a, tr- a state of play like we just saw, sure, up front, it's a lot of indie games that, you know, are in that same style where we're getting a lot of them. Yeah. We know where this show's going to end with Deathloop. I know that they're not going to show anything else that's relatively big because at this point, the trend is they would have told us yeah, that. Yeah, they, they would say, we're going to show this. Like, there's just, I'm like, okay, let's just get through this so I can see Deathloop and then Deathloop doesn't look interesting and then I'm just out <laughs> on the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a, good way to, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, our plea, <laughs> stop doing state of plays. You don't have to do E3. Yeah. You could just do PSX. You could just do, do your own thing. That's just fine. Just do Gamescom. I don't know. Relocate to Europe entirely. I don't care. <laughs> Own the day. I get that. Own the media cycle yeah. for a week. That's Which fine. Which is smart. Like that it part is. of it, it totally is, is smart. Totally. But at this point, you're owning it. And, uh, you know, I'm not entirely of the mind that all press is good press, even bad press. Especially yeah, in me you know, an industry like this where you're, your product is so predicated even before it comes out on people's opinions of it. Yes. That. You know, it's much better to build hype all at once than sort of distribute your hype so that no one gets hype at all. Yes, and I think the only bad press that can be good press if it's is if it's so bad. But like mediocre is not is worse than really bad. Or if you're coming from no press to bad press, you can capitalize on that in sure. certain ways. Yeah, but like you're freaking Sony. Yeah, you own PlayStation. Yeah, you make. God of War and Spider-Man. Yeah. You can own any day you choose. Yeah, exactly. You have like one of the biggest, you know, tech conglomerate companies in the world. PlayStation is the brand that keeps Sony afloat. Yeah. <laughs> like you, financially. You decide what people talk about. Yes. And right now you're not deciding on good things. Yeah. So that was cathartic. It was. It was nice. 
Do you have a recommendation? I do. Give it to me. Red Dead 2. It's on Why? PlayStation Now. Okay. If you've never played it, it's on PlayStation Now, and you can play it for however cheap PlayStation Now is. Uh, phenomenal game. Oh, I, yeah. I think I I think it's better than the first one. Uh, I adore that game, and I saw it today, and I was like, I'm so tempted to play it. Me too, but it's I just want that PS5 version. It a little bit. And yeah. we'll get it in three years, two, <laughs> two years before GTA 6. But. Lord. Yeah, no, Red Dead 2 is my recommend. I just saw it and was like, I'm going to recommend that because it's a great game. game. We, just, we had a brief discussion. Uh, I don't know that you necessarily took part in this. I know it was between me and our mutual friend Skinny. Yeah. Sort of debating the merits of Red Dead 2 versus GTA 5. Mm. And, you know, his complaint about Red Dead 2 was that it was too long. Fair. That's, yes, sure. <laughs> but it's too long in the middle, mm. which is my, like, interesting thing. It's like... The Last of Us 2 is too long in the end, if you have a critique of it. Sure. I didn't think it was too long, but... Yeah, if you're... A, a lot of people have that critique or that, you know, it goes... It certainly goes on a lot longer than we even thought, whether you yes, liked it or not. which I found exciting, but yeah. I get why people are like, wait, I thought I was near the end. What? Whereas Red Dead 2, it's like, oh, there are sort of some missions and side stories in the middle that, you know, you could sort of overlook. I don't remember those as well, and that's kind of the... How I'm... You rem- could trim the fat. Exactly. Whereas the end of Red Dead 2, I think, is like... Oh, it's so good. Immaculately good. Yeah, the last, what, like two chapters, However which are kind of quick. Yeah. Uh, um, and you play the story of the game. And if you haven't played the first game, that's one of the... Red Dead 2 is one of the games that is made so much better by its predecessor. Yes. Even though it is a prequel. Yeah. That, like, oh. If you haven't played Red Dead 1 and you have it, you should. Yes. If you have it available to you, even though at this point it'd be kind of hard... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you would even play it on. I don't know if it's on PS now. Maybe not, it's buried deep somewhere. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, and it won't look quite as good, but the story and the the gameplay is still fun. If you're like a legacy like Rockstar fan, it's still a great game. Honestly, a, a recommend because I played Red Dead One so young that I ha- was having trouble remembering some of the beats of it. Like I remember the big moments. I yeah, remember sure. like going to Mexico and like shit like that. But uh, like the little beats I didn't remember. So I just watched. On YouTube, someone had compiled all the cutscenes. That's a great way if you don't feel like playing it. Smart. Because uh, I think it's only like uh, 10 hours sounds like a lot, but you can watch it in like 30 minute chunks. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I did to just kind of refresh myself because I didn't feel like digging out a PS3 to play it. Yeah. Uh, and that worked wonders because a lot of the characters were a lot more monumental to me. Tanner, my recommend is kind of nebulous just because I kind of want to talk a little bit about why I'm recommending it. Okay. Because um, it's not a game. It's the soundtrack from a game. Well, it's right. not a soundtrack from a game. It's a soundtrack from a series of games which is just go listen to all the music from every Tony Hawk game. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. Because I find it interesting and we've talked about this. Yeah. And it's so evident that it's not even funny how much those games and other media that I was consuming at a young age oh, yeah, your influenced music my current music taste. Yeah, it's so Tony Hawk. Like, the pop punk and 90s rap and sort of grunge that is in these games. Yeah, rap rock. Yeah, and we grew up in, like, rural Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not You would think that culturally cool. we would be, like, country music fans, yeah. redneck, like, you know, whatever. And you and I are about as far from country music fans as anyone in like a 50 mile radius of us right now. Yeah. Um, And it's a lot because I played games like Tony Hawk that had, I thought really cool music. I love to this day. I love green day. I love, I mean, 
I don't think even My Chemical Romance had a song, but like I've sort of gone back and like I like this sure, yeah. as an adult because of how this formed my opinions as a kid. Yeah. Um, bands like, like rap groups like Tribe Called Quest, you know, a lot of these, you know, it's so interesting how the stuff you listen to as a kid can form your opinions as an adult. Dragon Ball Z anime music. Right. Like, all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. It's just so interesting to me because I don't know what... Do you think you have something that as a kid musically was like the thing that you think translates like that? Uh, I mean, Tony Hawk's a big one for me. Like, I, yeah, I, we definitely share that yeah. in our Venn diagram of music. I would also argue, argue for you, Guitar Hero. 100%. And that, that sort of... I think those kind of games sort of rounded me out in an interesting way because like... My mom was always into rock, so I, I was listening to things like Linkin Park and and then going back like to grunge, like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and, and uh, Audio Slave and things like that. Uh, and then and then Rage, obviously, I first heard through my mom. And my dad was the rap side with like mm. BC Boys, LL Cool J, a lot of '90s rap. But then to sort of echo that point, the NBA and NFL street games yeah. had a lot of like really yeah. cool '90s hip hop influences, and I think that sort of gave me a more appreciation for like the history of rap specifically. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's the, and then modern at the time sports games like mm. Madden, uh, WWE games, I guess WWE music in general. Sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah you don't hear Limp Biscuit like once a week as a kid. And <laughs> right. Not, like at least let that linger. Yeah. Um, cause my family was dad's side. My dad's dad, namely was like not country at all. It was the rat pack. Mm. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Hell like, yeah. That was his shtick. Yeah. Whereas like my grandparents. mom's side was outlaw country. My you know grandpa on her side was like Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, right. Willie Nelson. But it's weird how I have a respect for those things. But my family was not, I wouldn't call them musical. Like yeah. they didn't play music often like yeah. when I was young. So I was getting all my music from just outside sources, uh, which were, as we mentioned, like, you know, things like I said. Yeah. Some animes, some video games. Yeah. God. It's weird how much I loved classic rock as a kid, but I remember... Here's a funny little anecdote. Yeah. Had an iPod Classic. Hell yeah. I think it was 80 gigs. Um, That's pretty big for an iPod. Hilarious. They came in like 80 and 120. Yeah. Store like a quarter million songs. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, An iPod video. Somewhat embarrassingly, I had a playlist that I named because it was just like I was going (laughs) and finding like early progenitors of like the guitar solo or whatever. Sure. And I called it the founders of shred. Nice. Very cool. And I want to go back and look and exactly what Do was on Do you still have it? Oh yeah. That's awesome. I have that iPod somewhere. That's so sick. Dressed up as an iPod one time for Halloween. You did. I've yeah. seen this. Uh, yeah. My, I, I come see, I think our slight age difference might, might come up here. Did you ever burn CDs? Yeah. Okay. Sure did. So we, my dad was very into computers and stuff, so I burned CDs all the time. Now, the interesting wrinkle, did you, well, I don't know if you want to admit this, but Statute of Limitations is probably up oh, at yeah, this we're point. Fine. Did you pay for the music that no, you burned on CD? Not. I, pay, I like bought it all on iTunes. Oh my God, you burned CDs yeah. from iTunes? I remember yeah. burning CDs from iTunes, but just because the software was there. Or maybe I would, could you do, maybe I'm misremembering this. Maybe what I was doing was uploading CDs that I had onto iTunes oh. and then picking and choosing from there. Yeah, that you could do that too. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was completely, I remember the, or, or I guess the late days, the earliest one I remember was Napster, mm-hmm. but then, uh, there was one called Morpheus, which no nice. one remembers. 
Uh, and then, of course, LimeWire Lime and FrostWire. Frost yeah, those were the two. And that was sort of the my foundation. And there is no telling how many viruses I put nope. on our home computer trying to download songs. The funniest thing to me uh, about that is, well, first of all, because I have always been into graphic design, even if I didn't know it, was I would, like, draw on the CD itself. Mm. Like, do, like, graffiti word art on it. So I think one of them, I found one of them not too long ago, was, like, Cool Jams with a Z. Uh, just like stupid shit like that, and uh, the funny thing is when we were <coughs> when we were DJing like weddings and stuff, which was my first job when I was like fourteen. Uh, a lot of our MP3s were just from that era, right? We just had a folder that was just music, and I actually had that until a hard drive died like last mm. year. But <coughs> they're all just MP3s, and it was so funny how many of them were mislabeled <laughs> by like either the wrong artist or the wrong title or whatever, and we had to like. I remember one like a week in summer, like early in high school, that I had to go through and just find the right artist and name of every song, and it was like thousands of songs. And I don't know why I enjoyed it, but it was it was worth it. Oh, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice to just do some. I like a little bit of like admin work mm. in a weird way, and that was when it's fun. like involving music and you like play mm. it. And you're like, oh, let's go do some research. Yeah. Well, that was a fun little tangent. It, it was, wasn't it? This was sort of the tangential episode. Yeah. I love, I love tangential episodes. Me too. It's uh, probably going to be a lot of tangential episodes because, as we said, no one's announcing anything fun, especially not Sony. <laughs> uh, That's true. So we'll see what we've got for you next week. Hopefully, we get some more news. But obviously, it's it's the dog days of summer right now. We might not hear literally anything. We might just talk about food again. We might talk about Red Lobster. <laughs> uh, Ranking our best shout video out to game the Cheddar foods. Bay Biscuits. Yep, that's the best part. Yep. And Endless Shrimp. I don't want to say Endless Shrimp. Yeah, we can't talk about this right now. Why? <laughs> you, you want to do this? Why not? Let's do a brief one. I don't know if I would call Endless Shrimp good. It's just <laughs> excessive. Like, For sure. And yeah. we also had that one particularly bad Endless oh, that Shrimp was awful. experience. Yeah. All right, we're getting into it. Sure. So This is a relatively short podcast still for our standards. So. Yeah, so... Uh, Legendarily, I would say, uh-huh. uh, Andrew and I and uh, two of our other friends at the time, we went to Endless Shrimp, I think like one of the first years they did it, and uh, they had less limitations on it then <laughs> because people were taking advantage of it, I yeah. guess, and they didn't know how to counteract it yet. And he and I ended up eating, I think I ate 104 shrimp, which is a ridiculous amount. Uh, <laughs> that is a mercury poisoning amount. Yeah, yeah. We like we had rules where we couldn't we could only eat one side and like two or three Cheddar Bay biscuits. Or we had a rule going in that we only eat one that very quickly got broken. But we started using the girls' orders as our second orders. Right. So the rapidity of which at which we were getting food in was so was so good that we could just continue eating the whole time. It wasn't like we were waiting. And then. You hang on, brief. How did you feel after that? Oh, awful. Yeah, I shit my brains out for like yeah, two yeah, days, yeah. but it was an accomplishment. One that uh, a friend of mine's dad brings brought up to people I'd never met as like <laughs> this guy. My daughter's friend ate a hundred and four shrimp <laughs> and like was touting it as if it was only yeah. his own achievement. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and then we went. It was like me, you, Andrew, and like three or four other people. Yeah. It was our crew at the time. Yes. And we went to Endless Shrimp, and they were so slow. I think our first plate took like 45 minutes to come out. Uh, One of our buddies spilled sauce on themselves and like broke a dish or something. 
and that's all I remember. It was just like it was just terrible. I do remember a, a detail from the end of like I don't remember who decided to commandeer some of the it was thing. Me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I st- I stole some of the sauce cups as revenge because <laughs> they were nice little like a pepper shaker. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that. No, that's funny. But yeah, yeah, I took some of the sauce cups. See, my only real culinary triumph that I recall was. I don't think you were... This might have been a baseball thing when I was in high school. Okay. But our mutual friend Brandon was there. Yes. Uh, because he all, I played baseball. It was baseball. the guy who spilled the sauce. Exactly. Um, I was basically trying to go toe-to-toe with him on Wing Wednesday at Hooters. Oh, that's a mistake. And that was... Yeah. That was bold <laughs> of me to try to keep up. Yeah, dude can eat. But also, my thing was, I don't want to skip the side. So, I was getting wings and fries every time. Oh, wow. I remember eating 48 wings. Oof. With Ooh, most of the lot. fries. So that was probably like seven-ish plates. Yeah, jeez. He ate 52. Damn. But I remember going back to your apartment okay. that night and feeling like my stomach was literally about to like <laughs> fall out of my butt. Like it felt so terrible. And we were drinking that night, I think. Oh, wow. So it was just like one of the most horrendous like. Yeah, that sounds awful. Oh, it was, oh, it was strange. I might be getting my wires crossed timeline wise. I was going to say, like, would I have been living with Brandon? Or maybe we, maybe you all were there. Maybe it's this was totally us. possible. It totally possible. Maybe it was us because I think we went to a few wing. I just think it things. was. So I would have been in like, that. Makes more. I would have been like nineteen or twenty. Yeah. Um, and feeling like I was going to die <laughs> for sure. Because I and you know me too. I don't skimp on the spice. So I was like, yeah. I didn't go for the spiciest stuff, but I didn't go for the weakest stuff either. Right. So I probably had. Every spice in your spice cabinet in my stomach at that point. <laughs> uh, and honestly, right now, kind of sounds good because I'm hungry. Yeah, we're both hungry, so let's so, end this. Let's end this. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week. Until then, we're tapping out. <laughs>